you, Pastor. All right, let's go ahead and find uh, Exodus. I actually have pulled my notes out of where they're supposed to be because I got just I was looking at something else. So I'm actually in Genesis. But that's we're not doing Enoch. All right, Exodus chapter 16. We'll be reading some verses from there. God bless you for being out in church. It's good to uh, good to be in church. I'm going to talk to you and read about the manna. Uh, when driving here in the car tonight, Curtis said, Dad, I'm on sound desk. Do you have the title of the message? And I said, yes, the title of the message is uh, The Manna, A Pattern of Provision. And he said, okay, manna, M-A-N-N-E-R. I said, you need to read your Bible. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's, the manna is very well known. It's one of those things that this is a couple of curiosity. Well, there's more than a couple. There's a few things in the Bible that there's actually not a lot of text devoted to, but yet there's a clear overtone that these are these are very important things. So Enoch was the other one. You know, just just not much is said, but kind of the shadow of what happened of Enoch is just is just present through different places in the Bible. And the manna is, is one of those. So we're going to read about it. And what I want you to do, I'll try to teach our ties this, is when you, when you approach the scriptures, when you approach the Bible, approach it from the position that, uh, first of all, as Pastor has taught many times, it is the authoritative word of God. Uh, it, it, is, it is not, um, there are no mistakes. Uh, it, is, it is God's revelation to humanity and that's us as well not only that approach it this way that whatever the bible says if that comes from god and we've just said it does then whatever the bible says is true so whatever the bible says is true for everybody but whatever the bible says is is true in its application or its implications on my life so, so I'm, I, uh, the biblical principles are very important because they're true. They work. If they, life will play itself out every time just like God said. You understand that? It doesn't matter what corner of the world you go to, these unchanging truths and principles will play themselves out in any culture, anywhere, any place. And so, so you should approach the Bible that way. And anything you read, what, you, what you, you're reading, you're not, you're not just in Sunday school now where, where a story is interesting or, or curious. You're beyond that now. You know that this is the revelation of God to men. So when you're reading things, what you want to be doing is saying, what's, what's, the, what's the purpose of this? You know, so when the manna came along, it didn't just come along it was, it was planned of God that it would be this way. And it was planned of God that it would be recorded. And it was planned of God that people living 2,000 years after Christ would be reading about the manna and getting lessons and blessings from that. You see what I'm saying? So, so we haven't, we have, it's not outdated. We haven't outgrown it. Uh, there's absolutely application for your life uh, in the Bible and everywhere in the Bible. There's application for your thinking. 
sometimes what we do, we, we, I, I, I see, you know, obviously people where I am, they will frequently wear around their neck uh, a, an amulet. It will have a, a statue inside of it. They're of various value. So you remember the helicopter that crashed, the Thai guy who owned Leicester? Uh, that helicopter crashed and he died if you, you, know, if you follow that. And, uh, you know, that was sad for Thailand. He's very well known. And, uh, and I, you know, I knew about him before that had happened. But the Thai people made the comment. They said he was wearing an amulet around his neck that cost 60 million baht to buy. So it was, it was, it was considered one of the all-time most lucky ones you could get that would protect you anywhere. And I'm not mocking that, but they said he, he had a, you know, a 60 million baht, so that would be two and a half million Australian dollars he, that was paid for that one he wore around his neck. And they said he was in, you know... Uh, uh, $20 million, you know, whatever, $20 million baht, uh, helicopter, whatever. And they said none of that helped him. None of that helped him. Uh, but they will often wear them around their neck. And what happens is they just attach that part of their religious belief that just goes with them however they live their life and they just hope that having that will make it work out good. All right, but, but we can do that too. We, 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 can, we can have our faith in the Lord, but we can just carry it with us like it just has to work with us. You know, I'm going to live my life how I think is best and I'm going to, I'm going to just do what I think. Well, how is that different to what everybody else is doing? Now, I do accept you may have a different value system. I accept you might be a conservative. I accept that you may have a different value system uh, but but it, it, it doesn't work to just try to carry God around like that and hope that he'll put good fortune on whatever you do. Well, you say, well, if it doesn't work, what does work? Well, what works is you, you learning the principles, the truths of God, understanding the revelation of God to you, and then you aligning yourself with those things. And when you do that, when you align yourself with those things in all areas of life, so that would be the way I think, uh, the way I act, the way I run my family, how I choose a girlfriend, uh, uh, what I, what, the person I marry, how I'm going to raise my kids, uh, uh, what I think about church, what I think about church leadership. What, if I let God shape all of that and I... And it's not what I think, but I'm falling into line with what God has said, and you won't know it unless you study it. What you do when you fall into line with that is you get yourself into a stream of blessing. So, so what you do, you've dragged your canoe into a stream that's flowing a good way. And the stream was always there. you just got to get into alignment with that. And the great, it's not a secret, but I tell people this all over the world, one of, one of the important things to understand is that God blesses himself. So where God sees himself, so the principles of God get the blessings of God upon them. Uh, when you are Christ-like, because that's like him, that gets the blessings of God. When you handle your sufferings in a Christ-like way, that gets the blessings of God. When you think in a God way, that gets the blessings of God. So, so our challenge is to believe that, first of all. I mean, just, just start from a philosophical position of life, I believe that. 
I believe the Bible is the word of God. I believe the Bible knows how I ought to raise my children more than people in the world know. I believe that, the, the, that God, uh, God made me and God, God designed me and everything that God says, if I'll follow that, uh, that will be me being at my highest purpose, my highest level, because I'm acting in a way that I was created to live. So we approach that. So when I look at the manner tonight, it's a lot of things you say about the manner. The manner is a picture of Christ, and that gets brought out a lot. And uh, and I'm not bring that out too much tonight. But but the manner, but but what I saw, what I want to give you tonight, and so one, two, three, four, five. What I want to give you tonight is the manner as a pattern of God's provision. And and by that I mean this: the manner gives us a pattern of how God provides for us. Not just, we'll say that he does, but to understand uh, how does God provide for us. Because what you want, you want the provision of God, like I just said, in every area of life. And I'm going to start tonight by telling you that God has provided everything you need. God, 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 God has provided what you need at any stage of life. God, God already has provided what you need in your sufferings. God has provided what you need to be able to raise a family. God has provided everything you need to uh, set your sails on, on, a, on, a, on a, a direction uh, of blessing. It's provided. So let's read some verses about the manna, not all the verses, but let's just read 15 to 18. And, you know, it's Wednesday night and you've already read about the manna many times. Exodus chapter 16. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. Notice that spot with an A. For they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. So can you see the, the immediate uh, and plain revelation of a provision? You, there's nothing very deep there. You, you got it. it. Breads are basic. Uh, they needed it to live. God provided it, or the manna. Verse 16, this is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Uh, Gather of it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man. So they say that's about nine cups equivalent, uh, you know, if you were to measure flour or such. According to the number of your persons, Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. Now, there's more there, but I'm not going to teach on every possible, you know, thing you can get out of the manna. But I want to just bring out the, 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 the principle of provision and just show you in the manner that this, I'm going to show you that this is how God provides for you. All right? This is, this is how he provides what he provides for you. And remember again, when I say the provision, I'm not just talking about what you need to eat. It is that, but I'm talking about uh, provision in the, in the bigger picture of like, you know, I need God's provision 
uh, for, for my decisions, for, for all the things I said before. I, I, I want God's provision. I want, I want him to, to give me what I need to live a blessed life. I want, I want him to give me what I need that I can get through life on earth with its trials, its troubles, its sadness and deaths and, and all the things that are happening around us, living in the midst of a people who, who, uh, who just mock God. But, but there's a provision for us in all of that. So we want God's provision because if you're not living on God's provision, then you're charting your own course. And how that will go, how that plays out, and you know, at, 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 you know, there are a lot of people older than me, but at 57 now, and having got saved as a teenager, and being mostly, you know, in church and fairly, fairly switched on since when I first got saved, I can now look back at lots of people I knew, and I can now see how it played out in their life. So, so, so I can see, well, they approach life this way and, and I can now see where that leads to, all right? And, 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 and I can look at that and, and it, all it does is reinforces to me again that God has given a provision in the way that you should live life. And if you follow that in every area of your life, I'm talking your money, I'm talking everything. If you follow that, uh, that's the very best way to live life. But what a lot of people do uh, they follow uh, some of the provision of God. So there's, there's two possible reasons that you don't follow all the provision of God. All right? now, no doubt you follow some. And there might be some who follow all, but, but the, two, the two most obvious conclusions about why you don't take the whole provision of God is, is number one, you don't fully believe in it. So, so you, 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 you've, you've come to the place where you believe that, uh, well, I don't think God would know about that. Or you wouldn't say that, but, but you would just say, uh, uh, well, you know, we know so much more now today, don't we? And for, for whatever reason, you've, you've doubted what God has said about a certain area. And because you don't truly believe it's the best way, uh, you, don't, you don't bring that into your life. So you, you already have reasons uh, that you don't bring that into your life. So, so sometimes people doubt the provision. And then the second reason I think that people do not apply the provision of God is that uh, they have some objection to it. In other words, if I apply that provision of God, what God is saying about that to my life, I'll lose something. Or I feel I won't get something. Or I feel like, you, you, may, you may feel this, I, I couldn't live without whatever, you know, I've been sitting on this mat as a beggar my whole life and I just don't know what life would be if I ever gave up my mat. And you substitute the mat for whatever it is for you. But that's usually the reasons that we don't embrace the full provision, that we doubt that it's really true. This happens to people raising kids. Uh, people, people look and say, well, you know, we, don't we know so much more now about raising children? You know, there's just been so many studies done now and, and uh, you know, we don't do those things anymore because we just don't. And you, what, what you've really done, you've, you've, you've categorised this as being uh, uh, not enough, insufficient, lacking, uh, whatever it is, dated, and uh, you've dismissed something of God. Well, you can surely do that. 
but you have to accept the fruit that that brings on your tree. You have to accept where that takes you. You have to accept as you get older uh, these things that you discarded that you didn't subscribe to. You have to accept where that got you. All right. Now, that's not to condemn you because sometimes there's an awakening that I have not been applying the principles of God in my life and, and I just, you know, it's messed me up a few times. Well, look, if you come to that awakening, praise God that you've had the awakening. And, you know, you're not alone and that you miss some things. But, so it's not a statement of condemnation, but, but it's a rally to take the full provision of God and to seek it out. To ask the questions, God, how should I think about this? God, what, what should I do when this sort of thing happens? God, God, what's the right response to these feelings in my life? And all of those kind of things and, uh, and bringing God into that. All right, so the first thing about the manna as a pattern of provision was the manna was wholly predictable. Meaning it was, you didn't have to ask, is it going to be there tomorrow? You didn't have to say, son, stick your head outside the tent and see if the manna came. You, you could count on it being there. You, you, long before you saw it, it was there. You see the picture? They came out of their tents and, and they found it. And so, so this is a pattern of God's provision that, that it's, it's highly predictable. Uh, nobody had to fear the manna wouldn't be there. What God does, he gives you a predictable uh, schedule of life provisions that do work. And some of them are just built into the world that he built. Or, or I don't want to say the world, I want to say the, crea- the creation he designed. So some of them are just there. All right? And, and there's, there's two ways to sort of look at this, but, but from a... From a just a life standpoint, uh, I'm saying that God has provisioned us. So think about this. When you're young, what do you have? You have strength. So, so you know, the, the young men have strength. Now, they often misuse it, but, but they have strength. So what is that strength there? All right, God has... So why did God make young men strong or young, young people strong? Why wasn't it that when you got older, you bulked up more? Now, we know it's not that way, but, but he put that in place. So, so why is that? Well, well, there's a provision there. And the provision is that when you're young, you have strength to work and, and, and you can work. And so, so, so the idea is that you're to seek God when you're young and you're to, you're to take the best of your strength and work and use your strength for work. Now, as you get older, you get weaker bodily but you don't just get weaker here's the provision you get wiser you get wiser and 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 so you're you're provided for in that way and and what you do you get into sync with how God has uh, given us life and, and what happens is too many times we awaken to this you know way way down the track but what we need to do is awaken to it now. And if you're young, you've been gifted with strength. Okay, that's God's provision for you to labor and, uh, and to carve out a life and to, to get some things. You get older, you get weaker, but you get wiser. But as you get older, what you do, you draw from that which you, 
planted or you sowed years before in your strength. That's what you do. And so, so what I'm saying is it works. It works. God has provisioned us for that. And you, you say, well, God, I'm getting older. I'm getting a bit weaker. And God said, I know about that. But what you'll do now is you'll draw from all that which you did before. When you, when you went out and, you know, we'd, we'd, in an in a, uh, agricultural sense, we'd liken it to clearing the land, all that heavy work and ploughing it up and all the, all the stuff that people had to do in pioneering days. That, but, 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 you know, do that for a while. Eventually you've got a, you've got a crop to draw on. And so as you get older, you know, you're wiser. And what you should be doing now, you should be drawing from that which you did before. So what does that mean? Uh, it means you, you should have raised your children in such a way that as you get older now, you can begin to draw from them. And that's okay. So there's no, nothing in that. I, Brother Fisher said to me, I think it was last year, I don't think he'd mind me sharing it. He said, uh, he said Brother Shemish, he said, it used to be that my children needed me. He said, but now I need them. And that's, that's biblical. That, it tends to go around that way. And that's how God designed things. And, and, you know, people in the Bible had flocks. And, and your flocks, what were your flocks? That was your substance. That was, the, that was the blessing of God on your labours on the years before that provisioned you for the, for the latter time. You know, the, the, the trees you planted a long time ago that now you're bearing fruit from. And I'm just saying that that it works, the, the, way, the ways of God work. The, God has given us uh, predictable patterns. Uh, you know, if you live long enough, you'll get weaker. So, you know, it's not like we don't know that. We, we've, we've seen many before us. And I suppose for a time we thought that never happened to us. They were always old people until we became one. And, uh, and, you know, but, but it's okay. God has provision for that. He, uh, God, God didn't design it that you would get to a place where the provision of God fails. There's none of that. God, God has been with you from, from the beginning and God will be with you up until your last breath. And then not that God won't be with you, but you'll be with God. I mean, there's just a complete provision. And God has given us what we need to do life and and we, can, we need to anchor back on that. That manner was just reliable. The God's provision is there. It's available. Let me, Genesis 8 verse 22 says, this is the promise of God for the consistency of provision. Uh, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. That's the pr- now you believe that or you don't. You 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 believe that, or you believe CNN. You you know you believe that or you believe the press. You you believe that or you believe a mad teenager running around the world, uh, uh, shouting at people. You know you decide that, and 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 what you'll find is that that God's word is reliable. Uh, that, that the world only gets more crazy. The further they go away from God, the, the lunacy prevails. And the only thing that comforts them is the number of people in the asylum with them. They say, there's just so many of us. How could we be wrong? 
But you're all mad. You've, all, you've moved so far away from God. But the promise of God is that there'll be a provision. So, so that's Genesis 8. Listen, we're a long way on from Genesis 8. What was God saying? God was saying, look, there's fundamentals of your life that will not change. There's, there's, I've put some things in place that are highly predictable. And so what you do within the, 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 the distribution of the provisions of God in all of these things that we've said, you carve out a life. And, uh, and you, you live out a life. And there's some certainties. You'll be born, you'll get older, you'll be stronger, you'll get weaker. Uh, most people, you'll marry, you'll have children. I mean, there's just the cycles of life will go on. And what are you supposed to do with all that? You live for God in the midst of that. And God gets it that you're in a sinful world and everything's not perfect. But, but he's, he's given us the predictable things we need for provision. And we need to be wise and just, just see what he says. Now, the second thing about the provision of God, the manna, is it wasn't a buffet line. So, so it was what it was. And with the manna, it didn't come in, you know, 18 flavours and colours. And, and uh, you, you, you didn't go down the manna line and say, well, I'd like a little bit of this, but I think I'll leave that one behind. What you had to do if you wanted God's provision was take it as it came. And you couldn't cherry pick the provisions of God. And it doesn't work when you try to apply some things and get very Christian and then discard a whole lot of other things and and then say, well, life's not working for me. Well, I suppose not. What you've got to do is take it as it's given and, uh, and, and say, look, God has given the word of God to it. Look, one of the great things about our churches is we absolutely do believe that this is the word of God. And we absolutely believe that it is inerrant truth, that it is eternal, God-breathed, infinitely wise, gifted to men, uh, a, a manual for life and death and living. And because we believe that, we, we, we should harness it. There's great, there's great power here that we ought to take off. But it's not a buffet line. Uh, uh, the manna, by the way, pictures Christ, uh, the bread of life, the provision of God, the one sent down. Uh, uh, it pictures that. But, but is it not so that, that you know, uh, the provision of Christ is only Christ? There are not other saviours. You, 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 you can't just pick one. There was only one. There's only one. It's one mediator, one saviour, one Lord, uh, one baptism. And, uh, and it's Christ. So, so the provision of God comes to you that you should not pick it like it's a buffet line. You can't say, well, I, you know, I want God's provision when I'm sad, but I just want his hands off my money. Well, well, you know, that's what you're doing. You're going through the buffet. You're saying, this I won't take, this I will take. This is I won't take, this I will take. Oh, it's not working for me. Really? Really? It's, it'd be kind of like discarding some foods that you should eat. They're beneficial, but you don't like to taste. All right? The, and the provision of God is not that way. It is what it is. And it comes to us and you, you can't cherry pick it. 
and, you know, at least be honest with yourself and say, well, I'm just not living up to maybe what God said about that. You don't have to tell us all, but no sense deceiving yourself. No sense, no sense plunging on in your way of living and, and pushing God out of that. Well, listen, you're going to get a few years down the line and, and uh, just have to live with what you planted. I'm sorry. And we've all got a bit of that somewhere. But, but you take the provision of God and you'll find that it, is, it has everything you need. has everything you need. Nothing has happened to you that has not happened to somebody else. You, you understand? Now, now we, we, you know, if we got all spooky tonight, we could, we could tell some stories. Might be some people just say some, I've never shared it before, but, you know, and we've all, I know it's out there. I'm trying to say to you that you mustn't let the devil tell you because that's you, the provision of God doesn't work for you. you. You mustn't let the devil tell you that your circumstances have dictated the necessity of you moving away from God. That's not true. It's not true. There's no denial about what happened or what you're feeling and God is not in any way denying that. But he's saying that the answers for what we need is here. The provision is here. And if you'll eat what God gives, you'll find yourself being satisfied. But we, we, we cherry pick it and then we, you know, look, there are Christian people crying out, Christian people seeking things that only God can fill. And they're saved people, but they're just not, they haven't fully embraced the idea that God has the complete revelation for all areas of my life. And they take God for salvation and then leave him out of the rest. Why do that? I stand up in front of the Thai people and I say it regularly. I I, I say to them, God can give you a better life than you can give yourself. And and you understand the cultures are worlds apart from where we are tonight. And I'll say to them, this world does not have the answer for what's missing in your life. And you know what they do? There's an absolute witness because this is the truth everywhere. It's like they know, they know, they know. And uh, it's, not, this is, it's not maybe, this is the truth. So it's not a buffet line. You've got to, you've got to subscribe to taking God at the, at the whole package and, and, and just start that way. You know, I, didn't, I didn't know how to raise children. and I, you know, Whatever got messed up, it got messed up because of mostly when I erred from what God said I should have done. But, but God has never failed. But I'm just saying, I, I had to say, God, what do you do to raise kids? That's what I had to do. God, uh, what should you do with your money? What do you do? God, what do you do when you, your feelings are leading you one way? And God, what do, you, what do you do when you find yourself not doing the things you know you should do, but doing the things you shouldn't do, but you do? What should you do? Oh, it's there. That's there. There's a chapter on that. I'm saying it's a full provision. It is there. But, but you won't even draw on it if you've decided that it's only a salvation provision. So if you, if you believe that this is good for salvation, but it should, you, beyond that, you're going to live like 
you, that, you, you know, you have to accept where that takes you. And then number three about the manna is that it had to be obtained, meaning this. It was near, listen carefully, it was near, but that didn't mean you had it. It was very near you. But if you didn't go out and take it, you didn't have it. But it was there. It was really, really close. It, 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 it was so close, you just, had to, you just had to believe it and go outside and get it. It was there. And, uh, and, and the provision of God is like that. It's there, but you have to, you have to take hold of it. You have to obtain it. Not, not by doing anything, but just by getting it. You know, it says in Acts 17, verse 26 and 27, uh, talking about, well, I'll read it. It said, And hath made, oh, this is God, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed uh, and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. That's what the Bible says. I've seen people find him all over the world. I've seen people find him in places that that's about all that was there. But when they reached out, he was there. He was even there. He's not far. He's not far. He's never far from you. He's never far. And, 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 and if you just would reach out, you know, you can, you can he's there. He's there. We had, a, we had a girl in church two weeks ago, two American girls, older teenagers, Nakonsa One Thailand. I mean, we're off the tourist trail. And here they are sitting in our church. Our church sits in a field. And here they are sitting in our church. And I'm preaching. Uh, second service, and Joe preached the first one, and, and they're being moved. I mean, you can just, they're just, just God's like this, you know. And they're sitting there, and, and I'm preaching to the ties, but they're like, at that moment, they're Thai as well. They're just, and uh, she came up after. And she was, she was like uh, still coming to terms with what had happened. She said, uh, I'm from uh, Colorado in America. I said, mm-hmm. She said, this is the first time I've ever been to church in my life. And she said, I, I can't believe the first time I ever went to church in my life is in Nakhonsawan, Thailand. See? And, 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 I mean, he's near. He's near. He's not far from anyone. Uh, the provision of God is, is, uh, is available and it's waiting for us. But very often, here's a great principle, very often provision requires procurement. Very often. It, the provision is already there, but you must procure it. Okay, the whole working of getting things by faith work that way. All faith does is translate the present unseen into your present seen. It, it means you, it's, it manifests itself. Faith delivers that, those unseen things, but they're already there, delivers it to you. 
And that's why some people who live out by faith get, just get a whole lot more. They just get a whole lot more. I was listening to Tom Williams preach. I don't know if any of you remember Tom Williams from years gone by, but I was listening to Tom Williams preach when I was in America. And Tom Williams was saying how that God had led him on the journey of living by faith and sharing some of his stories, and they're wonderful. And Joe's mouth was just open. He hadn't heard any of these. And, and uh, Tom Williams said, uh, and I, I felt God stir something in me. He said, uh, you know, we ought to pray by faith that God would enable us to lead people to Christ. We, we, ought, to, we ought to, by faith, envisage that and go after that and believe God for it. And he said, uh, he was in a meeting and there was preaching and, and he, said, I, I, he said, I was sitting there and I said, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe you for a hundred. And he said, there was an altar call and there were many at the altar praying and he said, I, I went up to the altar and I was praying, God, give me faith to win a hundred. And he said, he said, I could hear, you know, while I was praying, the voice of a woman praying near me. And she was saying, God, give me a thousand. Give me a thousand. And he said, I know you're not supposed to look, but I couldn't help it. And he said, so I looked. And he said, God bless her. There was Mrs. John R. Rice kneeling beside me, praying, God, give me a thousand. Uh, and that touched me. And, and I thought, Nakon Sawan, a thousand. Not, 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 not for any... Uh, base motive, but but a thousand souls saved, a, a thousand people growing for Christ, a, a thousand who will seek to win others. Why not? Why not? If, if God gave us two on Sunday, two two. I was here, but but they'd come the week before, but then they came again last week. Two good adult salvations, deeply moved by God. You can't explain the stuff going on around us. It's kind of like God was already working on them before we ever got there. But they didn't know what the answer was. So, so you have to obtain it. It's like the manner. Provision often requires procurement. That's how physical blessings come. how spiritual ones come. It was a daily provision. And, and, and it reminds you that God's working is, is, is in fragments of, listen, days. So you're fretting about next week, how you're going to get by next year, uh, how the rest of life is going to take you. And God is saying, stop. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. It's enough one day. And God deals with you in a daily way. God says, look, stop. Listen to me. Here's a load of grace for today. And you say, well, what about tomorrow? And God says, you may not even have tomorrow. But if you do, well, I'll give you another load. And he provisions you daily, daily. You'll have to live with some things that will be with you your whole life. But you'll get a daily provision to be able to live with them. That's what you'll get. It may never be removed from you. It may never be taken away. It, 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 you know, you, you, you just some stuff in life that's going to be there, but, but he gives a daily provision, and we're reminded of that. And the manna was a, was a daily provision. You know what? Worry and anxiety, and I think a lot about these things. I worry about them. 
worry and anxiety often try to get the jump on grace. So what they do, they try to come before grace does. And worry and anxiety want to get you worked up before God has given the grace. But God hasn't given the grace because you hadn't met the time when you needed it. But worry and anxiety says, don't wait for the problem. Let's get worked up about it now. Let's get you fearful, stressed, concerned, upset now before the grace provision is there. And and what you'll find is that for every need, God will give grace. For every circumstance, for every situation. Uh, he's, He's never reached a point where he didn't know what to do. And you're not a first, no matter how it feels. God gives daily provision. And the last thing about the manner and the pattern of provision is you had no less provision because you honoured God on his day. And what God did, God said, I'll give you six days that will supply you for seven days. And I'll do that because the seventh day, I don't want to be a you looking for manna day. I want it to be a you looking for me day. And, and you can bank on that. Look, the, look we, we have a couple at our church that run a Thai massage shop. The biggest day of any Thai massage shop is Sunday. It's the biggest, it's the biggest turnover, biggest operating day anywhere in Thailand is Sunday because it's when everybody holidays. So they, they will go for their foot massage and whatever. Our people shut their doors. And they shut their doors. They don't open Sunday. And, and, but God provisions them. Now, now you, don't think they don't have to deal with the thoughts that come to everybody. Well, don't think that when they open the store Monday, people don't come and say, oh, I came by here yesterday with 15 people, but you were closed. So we went to the other one down the road. I mean, all that happens. The devil's going to try to work you over. He's going, to try to, he's going to try to convince you to push God out. And he doesn't really care about the shop being open. He just wants you to dethrone God on Sunday. Sunday's the Lord's day. And uh, for the Jews, it was Saturday. But for us, it's Sunday. And, and you, you know, you ought to devote yourself to, to the day that God has asked you to give himself to. And that's a Sunday. Now, on rare occasions... Uh, rarely I have to fly on a Sunday, but I won't fly without being in church first. Or I won't fly without knowing that I land, I can get in church. But I, I just, it's Sunday. And I don't think God would strike me out of the air if I got caught flying, but, but I'm just saying it, it's, it's in me that this is an important thing to God. You know what people say? I, I don't get this. Okay, I don't agree. So if someone said it and... I hope Pastor didn't say it because if he did, he's right and I'm wrong. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I, just, I just don't subscribe to this that nine of the ten commandments still apply but one doesn't. I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that. I, I think if God put it in the ten, it's enduring. And I think it represents the law of God and it's law. But I think the principle that God will give you... So what I'm saying is that when you give God your day, don't worry, God can top that up on the other days, all right? So it's a pattern. When we look at the manners, a lot more, but we're done. You look at the manner, you step back from the manner and you see the one who gave the manner and you learn from him.
and you say, oh, I see in this. So here we are tonight, 2019, we're looking at this more than 2,000 years ago. It's a long time ago. But is it not rich in truth for us tonight? Right where we are, let's pray. Father, bless your wonderful word to our life. Thank you for our church. Thank you for these faithful ones who uh, have gathered again this midweek to uh, remember you, to uh, uh, sing, to receive from the word and to pray. Uh, bless it, bless our church, bless our pastor, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.